You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. You know, I hope that I've been preaching long enough that, that I can say this. My, my desire is to be a help. That's, that I, can, I think I can say that with an honest heart, that I, I really genuinely just want to be a help to you tonight. Look in Genesis 8, verse 22. The Bible says, uh, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, watch this, in cold and heat, in summer and winter, in day and night, what does the Bible say? Shall not what? God says to Noah, he said, as long as this earth exists. Now, here's a principle. You need to get a hold of this. As long as this earth exists, and we know for at least another thousand and seven years, at least another thousand and seven years, there's always going to be winter and summer. There's always going to be cold and heat. There's always going to be day and night. Go back to 2 Timothy chapter number 4, the book of 2 Timothy chapter number 4, and look at verse number 2. Preach the word, be instant. What does the Bible say? In season in what? Our Father, we love you tonight. Thank you for this great church, the many years of sacrifice. Thank you for the staff. Thank you for those that have come here on Wednesday night. But Father, really, honestly, we really do need you. And Lord, I realize without you, I can do nothing. And so, Lord, I pray tonight that, Lord, that the message would be a help and, Father, that it would be a blessing. Father, we love you. Thank you for loving us. I pray you'd help us tonight. And, Father, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, we do pray and ask it all. Amen. You may be seated. I really deeply appreciate your patience there. But look back with me here in 2 Timothy chapter 4 and verse number 2. The Bible says to be instant. Now watch this. Don't miss this. Very vital. To be instant. Now the word instant means this. It means to be pressing. It means to be urgent. It means to be earnest. It means make no delay. To be pressing. The word instant. To be pressing. To be urgent. To be earnest. Make no delay. So Paul says, I want you to be instant. I want you to be pressing. I want you to be urgent. I want you to be earnest. Make no delay. And then the word season means well-timed. A fit and suitable time. I understand that normally when this text is preached, and I'm not saying this is a wrong application at all. I believe that truth is here. Normally when we preach this, we say the Bible says here uh, that, you know, to always be ready to preach, to be instant, in season, out of season. And, and I believe that is true. I believe that is there. I believe myself as a preacher. And uh, the, the preacher put me to the test this week. Amen. He said, uh, man, I want you to come and preach at the high school. I said, all right, I got to get ready to myself. Amen. And uh, then I want you to do the preacher. All right, I need to get ready uh, to myself. Hey, I'm supposed to be ready. 
I said, I'm supposed to be ready. Be instant, in season, out of season. I, that, I, I'm not saying that is not there. I was going to go to Revival, other side of town, and uh, my wife and I and the children, and they, they had gotten in the car, and uh, I, I, I was about to get in the car. I told my wife, I said, I'll be right back. And I, and I ran inside real quick, and I grabbed me a message and, and put it in my Bible. I said, you never know. Now, I was just going to go support the Revival. And so I got there, and they opened up with the congregation a song, and then uh, the preacher walked behind the pulpit, and he said, the evangelist has broken down. He is not going to be here tonight. And uh, he said, now, one of you preachers need to be ready to preach. And my heart started pounding. I thought, surely he's not going to ask me. He said, let's do another song. They did another song, and then the preacher came back, and he said, Mother Carr, I want you to preach for us tonight. I went, Man, I'm glad I went back and got that message. Can I get a help there? So I am not saying that is not saying that. To be instant in season. Preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. But I do believe that Paul is saying a little bit more to Timothy than just that. I believe he's saying to Timothy, uh, Timothy, I want you to be pressing. I want you to be urgent. I want you to be earnest. Uh, uh, make delay, no delay, in season or out of season. Now, we would say the in season is the proper time. We would say the in season is the day. We would say the in season is the summer. We would say the in season is the hot. We would say the in season is the up. We would say the in season is the on. We would say the out of season Season, that is the unproper time. We would say that is the night. We would say that is the winter. We would say that is the cold. We would say that is the down. We would say that is the all. Paul is telling Timothy, he's saying, Timothy, I want you to be urgent. I want you to be earnest in season, out of season. When it's day or when it's night. When it's winter or when it's summer. When it's up or when it's down. Timothy, I want you to be present no matter what the season is. I want you to be instant in season and out of season. Can I get some help there? See, life, life, the life that you live and I live, the Bible says it rains on the just and on the unjust. As long as we live on this planet, there's always going to be the, uh, the, the, the days and the nights. Uh, there's always going to be the summer and the winters. There's always going to be the hot and the cold, the ups and the downs, the ons and the off. We call that life. The Bible principle is in Genesis 8, 22. God says as long as the earth exists, there's always going to be summer and winter. Yeah. You say, do you believe in a global warming? I believe in global burning. <laughs> I believe one day the Lord is going to burn this earth up and give us a new one. Can I get some help there? So let me just give you some. These are not points, okay? I'm going to give you four statements, and then I'll give you some points, and we'll go home. He said, see, uh, 1130 or so, all right? Let me make some statements. Statement number one. I'll get you out about your normal time. Number one, sometimes we find things easier than other times. Sometimes we find things easier than other times. I'll be very honest. When I preached at the college yesterday, man, that was pretty easy. I mean, you got a room full of young preachers who are committed and sold out to God. And the singing is unbelievable. And I mean, really, anybody ought to be able to preach in that environment. 
And, and, and it was easy. And, and let's be honest, sometimes it, it is easy to preach. And, and I find it that way uh, in my life. Sometimes it's easy to sing. And sometimes it's easy to pray. And sometimes it's easy to give. And sometimes it's easy to come to church. And sometimes it's easy to be married. And sometimes it's easy to praise God. And sometimes it's easy to read your marriage. And, and, and I'm simply saying that uh, sometimes things are easier than other times when the marriage is going good and the children are obeying and the job is great and, and the health health is good and, and things are, are going good. We would call that the, the in season. And things, you know, the attendance is up and the offering is up and, and salvation is up and, and the marriage is good and everything's going great in life. We would call that the in season. So sometimes we just find things, you know, e easy and, and other, than, uh, and other times. May I say number two, sometimes things seem to be harder than at other times. Sometimes uh, may find it difficult to preach or may find it difficult to pray. I may find it difficult to come to church. I may, I may find it difficult uh, uh, to give. My, my dad died uh, in his sleep on a, uh, uh, actually between a Sunday night and, and a Monday morning. And my mom went to wake him up and my dad had had a massive heart attack. He was 67 years old. I remember getting the call, and I remember making my way uh, over to the house as quickly as I could get there. That was, that was Monday. Tuesday, we had the wake, and Wednesday, preacher, we had the funeral. And time we got done from the graveside, it was 2.30 Wednesday afternoon. Within a few hours, we were starting our mission conference. And I'm just being very honest with you. I was the pastor, and we're, we're fixing to start a conference Boy, that was hard to work at, walk in the church that night. I looked over. My sister's been playing the piano for us for over 30-something years. And I know her heart was heavy and her heart was broken. We just buried our dad just a few hours early. And, and, and there was my sister at the piano. And there was my brother-in-law uh, behind the, the pulpit to lead the singing. I, I'm just being honest tonight. Uh, that, was the, that was the off. That was the night. Uh, that was the, the winter. It, it, it was difficult to go up and say, man, it's good to have everybody here tonight. Man, I'm looking for a, a, a great conference and looking forward for what God is going to do. I, I'm, I'm just simply saying that was difficult. That was hard. Our son was born, our number six son, Jeremiah, was born. He weighed a pound and 15 ounces, and he went down to a pound and 15 ounces, or a pound and six ounces, and he stayed in the hospital for three months, and this was back before you had the cell phones, and I can remember my wife between, uh, between Sunday morning and Sunday night driving over as quick as we could to the hospital and then driving back and trying to go every day that we could go, and, and uh, you just couldn't stay there. There was not a place to stay. We couldn't afford it, and uh, so there we are with a son between, between life and death, and we'd, sometimes we'd have to leave the, uh, the hospital and have to come home. You just can't stay up 24-7, and, 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 you, and you, you hate to leave, but we had to leave. We just couldn't stay uh, in the IC room. They wouldn't let you stay anyway. And, and so, so we'd have to come home. And I knew her heart was heavy and, and my heart was heavy. I can remember one particular time that it was a Sunday morning and the church just got done and, or Sunday school just got done. And my wife asked me, she said, are we going to go see Jeremiah? And I said, baby, the Lord will. And I can remember going in my office and getting on my knees. And I said, God, we, we don't even have enough gas money to drive one hour away. And I said, God, if you don't mind, and uh, you, could, you could take care of that. If you just 
just give me enough money to, uh, to that when church is over, it would sure encourage my wife that, that we could leave and go see our son and, and make it back to church. And I didn't hint, I didn't say anything to anybody, but church is over and we're shaking hands and uh, somebody shook my hand and put something in it. I just stuck it in my pocket, went to my office and looked in my pocket and there was the money to buy gas. I'm just simply saying that was hard. That was difficult. Those three months with our son, and by the way, he's 31 years old today, and by the way, he goes visiting with me, preacher, for the last several years. Every Saturday, he goes visiting with me for four or five hours, and he cannot hardly walk, and he cannot hardly talk, but I'm just simply saying that, 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 that during that period of time, it, it was hard to preach. It was hard to go so winning. It, it was hard to, uh, to, uh, to be where I was supposed to be. We, we would call that the winner. We would call that the night. Y'all still with me tonight so far? These are just statements, okay? Statement number three. Remember, now here, here this will help you. Remember, the end season is not going to last. Now, doesn't that, isn't nothing like coming to church on a Wednesday night and get encouragement? And I, I tell you, hey, if it's day in your life, the darkness is coming. If it's summer in your life, Winter is coming. Hey, everything is going good in your life. Hey, just cheer up. It's going to get a little rough sooner or later. <laughs> but that's the truth. If it's day, darkness will come. Look, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter number 11. Y'all still with me tonight? I'm just saying, it's a fact of life. It's a Bible principle. Hey, if it's day, winter's coming. If it's day, night's coming. We're going to have some problems. We're going to have uh, some trials. We're going to have some heartaches. And, and it comes to all of us. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 and 8. But if a man live many years and rejoice in them all, and, and yet, yet let him remember the days of darkness. I'm not going to preach that, but let him remember the days of darkness. There are going to be some dark days in our lives. I remember my assistant pastor and I was out making some visits and we had had made some visits, and we made our way back to the church. And we pulled up in the parking lot, and when, when we pulled up, a, a, a car pulled in. I didn't quite recognize it. It was like a, a brand-new vehicle. And this car pulled up, and my assistant pastor and I had just gotten out of the car, and he pulled up there, and the preacher hit a button. That window went down, and this was a preacher I knew. said, pull the car. Church just bought me a new car. And I was like, wow, that is great. And I'm looking at it. He had not been at his church for about a year. And they bought him a new car. And I was thinking inside, I mean, I've been at my church for about 25, 30 years. They never bought me a new car. <laughs> and so I'm looking at his new car. And, man, I'm saying, man, that is great. That is so good. And, uh, and I know this is carnal. And I know I was wrong. And I know I shouldn't have did this. But he, he, he showed me the car. And he pulled out of our parking lot. And I looked at my assistant pastor and I said, you give him about another year at that church and they'll be trying to run him over with that car. <laughs> I, I was wrong. A year later, he calls crying and weeping. They voted him out of the church. See, he had the summer. He had the day. And, and, and hey, but the night came. Remember, the end season is not going to last. But I've got some good news tonight. Hey, remember, the, hey, the out of season is not going to last either. Hey, remember tonight hey, that if it's day, hey, 
Hey, the day, hey, if it's night, the day is coming. Hey, if it's the winter, summer is coming. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Isn't that good? Hey, somebody said it's Wednesday, but Sunday's coming. And so those are some thoughts for the message tonight. So let me give you the message. I'll give them to you quickly. This is my conclusion. Number because people love conclusions. So I've tried to learn to start my conclusions a lot earlier, okay? Now listen to these, these points, and I'll, I'll pray they will help you. Point number one, both seasons are necessary. Both seasons are necessary. You know, you know we need the nights. You know, isn't, I mean... It's, I mean, I know some people work at, at, at night and they sleep in the day, but, but, you know, isn't it good the night comes and we get some rest? Isn't it? Now, in Mississippi, I'm telling you, people ask me about the weather. When I left our home in, in South Mississippi, it was 34 degrees. Now, today it's probably 95 degrees, you know, and, and it will do that a lot uh, down south. And, uh, but, you know, in, in South Mississippi, y'all probably don't have them here, but we have mosquitoes. Probably don't have any of those in California. And, uh, but in, in Mississippi, the winter comes. And when the winter comes, it begins to kill off the mosquitoes. And if you didn't have winter, those mosquitoes wouldn't be this size. They would begin to be like eagles. And aren't you glad that the winter comes and begins to kill off the mosquitoes? Because could you imagine a mosquito the size of an eagle? Could you imagine that mosquito lands on you, sticks his beak within you, sucks all your blood out, boom, you drop dead. <laughs> Got to thank the Lord for winter. Can I get a witness? Yes. You know, we have a very, you know, oftentimes it's in the winters of our lives that, that God grows us, that God draws us closer to him, that God corrects us, that God purifies us, that God does a deeper work. You know, I really believe COVID was probably good for the New Testament church. You know, I, I didn't like it no more than you did. I, I didn't like being out in my parking lot no more than you did. And, and there's a lot about that I didn't like. But I, I'm going to tell you something. I, I believe God was doing some purifying. I believe God was doing some pruning. I believe God was doing some deeper work. And say, hey, hey, if you think this something, hey, it may get a little rougher before we get out of here. Are y'all still with me tonight? I said, number one, hey, both seasons are necessary. Number two. Don't let either affect your labor. Don't let either affect your labor. Go to Ecclesiastes again, chapter 11, quickly tonight. Look at the book of Ecclesiastes. Don't let either affect your labor. Ecclesiastes chapter number 11, and look at verse number 4. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, and look at verse number 4. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that regardeth the clouds shall not reap. Sunday morning for years, my brother-in-law, who's my song leader, by the way, he's uh, in the winter right now. He has a liver disease. If he doesn't get a transplant, he will die. He's getting sicker and sicker. And uh, for over 20-something years, him and I on Sunday morning would leave the church at 6.30, just like clockwork. 
I would be at the church already. He'd get there at 6.30. He'd get in my vehicle. We'd drive to what you would call like a prison. Get there about 10 till 7. Would have service from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock. He would lead the singing. I would preach. From 7 to 8, we'd leave uh, the prison at 8 o'clock. And we would uh, uh, get on Highway 49 and hit the interstate to get back to our church. And we'd go through... Uh, y'all have a similar, I don't know what y'all call them out here, but in the south they're called Hardee's. It's like a McDonald's, Burger King. And so we'd go through the drive-thru. He'd get an orange juice and a biscuit, and I'd get me a coffee and a biscuit. We'd get back to the church. We'd eat in the fellowship hall, and he'd go to the auditorium. I'd normally go back to my office. That particular Sunday morning, we're sitting there drinking my coffee, eating a biscuit. He's drinking his orange juice, eating a biscuit, and we're talking for just a few minutes, and my phone rings, and I Look at it, it's one of the staff fellows. He said, Preacher, one of our buses just had a wreck. I said, Okay, just, you know, let me know what's going on. And then about 10 minutes later, he called back and said, Preacher, preacher. I said, Yeah, what's wrong? He said, The man that hit our bus this morning was killed instantly. And I thought, Oh, my. And they said, Preacher, you got to go out there. They're, they're wanting you to come. So this is Sunday morning. So I get in my car and I drive out to where the accident took place. And we don't know exactly what had happened, but uh, we actually had a bus that broke down and we was actually swapping buses out. Our bus was empty, the, the one that this gentleman hit. But our bus driver saw him coming. He was in a little S10 truck and he was just absolutely flying. And so our bus driver got completely off the road and this fellow hit him almost head on. It would have flipped our bus if we would not have been for the uh, Navy base fence that stopped the bus from tipping over. It totaled our bus. That's how hard it hit. I cannot even begin to tell you what it did to that truck. And so I get out there, and I shouldn't have, and, but I walked over and I looked in that truck. He was dead instantly. Just to throw this in, Lisa, I forget. I went and saw his mom and dad, and his mom and dad told us, said, you know, preacher, our, our son had a drug problem, and, uh, but he had just gotten saved. And yeah, no, they was really sweet, and, and it was totally his fault. There's nothing our driver could do. He just came right at him. We don't know if he was trying to commit suicide. We don't know what really happened there, if he had a stroke. We don't know what happened. But that's Sunday morning. So I'm out there, and I call back, and I said, look, it looks like I'm going to have to miss Sunday school. And uh, somebody did the class, and they're asking questions and insurance papers and all of this. And so so time I get to church, it's almost 11 o'clock. What do you do? Do I go behind the pulpit and say, you know, ladies and gentlemen, we just had one of our buses had a wreck and somebody was killed. I knew that would dampen the service. I, I knew everybody would go, oh, you know, and all of that. And, and so I didn't want to do that. So I just, you know, told my song leader, I didn't say anything to anybody. I said, just lead the singing. We're going to have church. And we had church. And, uh, and uh, I preached. And then after the service was over, I told him what happened. Uh, but, but listen, hey, that was the winter. That, that was the night. That, that was the off. But listen, to me. Hey, do what you're supposed to do. Sunday morning, Easter. This is Easter. My wife had went to the church that Saturday. She did some uh, little sprucing up of the nursery. She put some border up and things of that nature. And uh, when I got to the church Sunday morning, just kind of walking around looking, a little bit of that border had fallen and stuff. And so I called her. I said, baby, you may want to just come a little bit early this morning. You may want to fix that. And so and uh, so she said, great. And she said, when I called, she was about to just cook breakfast for the children. And she said, hey, we'll just get a donut. And so she said, let's go. And so they just took off. Well, she had a pot on the stove. <laughs> 
And so uh, right about Sunday school time, I'm over here. My, 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 my brother-in-law, it's only he's leading the singing. I'd ask my assistant pastor that morning on Easter, I'd say, well, if you don't mind, you teach Sunday school this morning, and I'm just going to focus on the 11 o'clock service. So I'm standing over here. The song leader is leading the singing, and my sound man's in the back, and he does this. And I'm going, I ain't coming off this platform. I'm saying, and then he goes, and I'm going. And then he leaves the sound booth, comes down to the back of the door, and it's going like this. Now, in South Mississippi, that means hurry up and come right now. And so I'm like, I'm not a coming. I'm just standing here like I'm playing dumb, and I can do that well. But I'm just standing there, and then he, he walks down nearly in the middle of the aisle, and he's going... And I finally, I come off the platform and I walk down. I said, brother, what is the deal? He said, your house is on fire. <laughs> now, you're thinking what I'm thinking. Well, how do you know my house is on fire? <laughs> well, my niece, her children were sick that morning. And uh, uh, she just lived right down the road. And my neighbor called her and said, your uncle's house is burning down. And so I, I told one of the men, I said, go tell my wife. It's probably ain't nothing to it. They're probably, it's probably not even our house. And uh, so I'm sitting in the back. Assistant pastor's teaching Sunday school. And a few minutes later, somebody said, hey, preacher, they want you out there. You got to go out there. Fire trucks are out there. You need to go. So I drive out there. And there's my wife and my oldest son. They're standing there. House is just burning. And my wife says to me, well, it hadn't gotten to our bedroom yet. And all of a sudden, boom, the windows blow out. <laughs> and there we are. We lost everything we had. She had letters from me that when we was in a Christian school that I wrote to her and said, I love you forever and ever plus one more day. All that, everything, you know, some things you just can't replace. All of that was gone. And I looked at my wife. I said, babe, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what to do right now. But there's nothing we can do. I can get a bucket and try to throw some water on it or something. I said, but this thing's out of hand. I said, these guys have got it. I said, let's just go back to church. So we went back to church. And Sunday morning, Easter, man, I just got up, didn't say a word, just preached. And I got done. I said, y'all are all invited to a marshmallow roast like you ain't never seen. Get you some marshmallows, man. I can tell you where to go. Are y'all with me? Don't let either affect your labor. You know, Sunday school teachers, we know you have heartaches and problems. Staff, we know you have problems. And your pastor has, has uh, uh, problems and, and troubles and trials. We, we all have it. But how many Sunday after Sunday, week after week, month after month, year after year, has this man came behind this pulpit and was where he was supposed to be, doing what he was supposed to do with a heavy heart? I say to you tonight, don't let either affect your labor. May I say number three quickly, don't let either affect your decisions. Pastors normally resign their churches in the winter. Sunday school teachers resign their classes in the winter. Bus captains got to give up their bus, uh, bus routes in the winter. Choir members get out of the choir in, in the winter. People get divorced uh, in, in the winter. And, and I, I'm saying to you, I believe sometimes marriages will have some summers and winters and churches will have it, Christians will have it. But listen to me. Hey, uh, don't let either affect your decisions. Somebody said, Preacher, you ever feel like resigning your church? Oh, every other week. <laughs> that is not true. 
But there was two times in my life in 40 years, about 40 years, that I was that close. I was as low as you could get. And I didn't go to Bible college and didn't know a thing I was doing and nobody was getting saved. Church wouldn't grow. And I can remember I was in the little white building. I was pacing that floor and I was crying and said, God, you made a mistake calling me. Ain't nothing happening here. It was dark. It was winter. And, uh, man, I was as low as I could get. And, and, uh, but I was reading my Bible. You know, it's a good thing to read your Bible. And I was reading my Bible, and God gave me a verse, and it said something like this. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. And God, nearly 40 years, gave me that verse, and I have clinged to that verse. I love that verse. Preacher, we're going to get a divorce. Listen to me. Just because it's winter in your marriage, uh, we're going to leave the church. And uh, just because it's winter, listen to me, don't let either affect your decision. We're, get, we're quitting Bible college. Don't let either affect your decisions. May I say number four quickly, don't let either affect your spirit. Now, that's, now we're getting tough, ain't it? Look in Philippians chapter number four. I said both seasons are necessary. I, I said number two quickly. I said don't let either affect your labor. Don't let either affect your decisions. Hey, don't let either affect your spirit. Philippians chapter number four. Look at verse 11. Paul says, I love this. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in what service state I am there were to be what? Look at verse 12. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. And everywhere in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. You know, you just couldn't get Paul out. I mean, you put him in prison, he's going to praise the Lord. Hey, my friend, you can beat him, he's going to praise the Lord. People get saved, he's going to praise the Lord. I'm simply saying, you couldn't put his spirit out. Job lost Ten children, seven boys, and, and three girls. And Job said, the Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I remember when our house burnt down, the TV people came out. And I'm there, you know, I had changed clothes, and we're trying to get some little nuggets out. We couldn't, but 99.9, everything was gone. And so the TV people come out, and they came and pulled in. God jumps out of his van, walks over, cuts the cameras on, takes a microphone, sticks it in my face and says this, what do you think about a preacher's house burning down on Easter? <laughs> you know, he was trying to stick me. You ever, you ever had anybody try to stick you? And I looked at him. The Lord's so good. I said, I don't know. I said, we had several people saved this morning. We had a great service. And I said, I said, you know, this ain't original. I didn't come up with this, but the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He put that in the paper. And people all over the community loved it. And they begin to respond and they begin to give and they begin to, hey, we built a house about the size of your church. <laughs> this line, they're stretching it a little bit, okay? But we did build a big, beautiful home. All those people that was talking and criticizing, I'm thinking, where are they all at? Are y'all still with me? You're going to have the ups and downs in life. That is life. You're going to have the summers and winters. You're going to have the day and nights. And, uh, but listen to me. God's still on the throne. Nothing's changing with God. 
And I give you number five. Don't forget you will have both in life. See, we, we got this Hollywood mentality that, you know, this, we're going to always be floating on a cloud. And, you know, just every second of every day is all. I'm sorry, that ain't reality. But I tell you what, whatever, is, if it's day or night or up or down or on or off or winter or summer, I don't want it to affect my spirit. And I give you this in closing tonight. Go to uh, Psalms 104. Psalms 104. Remember that both seasons are necessary. Remember, don't let either affect your labor. Don't let either affect your decisions. Don't let either affect your spirit. Remember, you're going to have both in life. But watch this. Look in Psalms 104. Do we have a scientist in the room? Scientist. My, my church has no scientists. Got one scientist. Okay, we have no scientists. All right. But watch this. Look at Psalms 104, okay? And uh, Psalms 104. And, and by, by the way, when science and the Bible seem to collide, I always go with the Bible. And eventually, believe it or not, sometimes science will catch up with the Bible. This Bible is always right. Not part of the time, but all the time. Look in Psalms uh, 104. Watch this. Psalms 104. And, and look at verse number, uh, uh, let's see here, verse number 19. Psalms 104. Look at verse 19. I love this. Now, I don't understand it. The scientists here tonight can explain it to us. But the Bible says, he appointed the moon for what? For seasons. Now, I, I don't understand all that, but I do know this, what the Bible says, that the the moon has something to do with the seasons. Can I get a witness there? Now, I, I can't explain all of that, but I just know what it says. He appointed the moon for seasons. Now, go to Revelation chapter number 21 really fast. Revelation chapter number 21. Look in Revelation chapter number 21, and look at verse number 23. The Bible says, And the city had no need of the sun, S-U-N, neither of what? Of the moon. One day, God is going to say, son, you did a good job talking about the S-U-N, but you are dismissed from your duties. And one day, God is going to say to the moon, you did a good job, but you are dismissed from your duties. We don't need you anymore. Y'all looking at me really funny. Look in Revelation 22. Look in Revelation chapter 22. Come on now, you know where I'm going with this. Look in Revelation 22 and verse number 3. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him, and they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads, and there shall be no night there. Do you see that? And they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. One day the S-O-N, the sun, is going to be the glory for all eternity. We won't need the S-U-N. We won't need the moon. Hey, my friend, what I'm trying to tell you, for us that are saved tonight, one day there ain't going to be no more night. <laughs> 
One, one day there's not going to be any more winner. Wait, hey, one day for us that are saved, we ain't going to have to walk out to the cemetery again. We're not going to have to weep and cry. Hey, I got good news for us that are saved. No night there. One day God is going to wipe away all tears from our eyes. Aren't you glad you're saved tonight? Man, if I weren't saved tonight, I'd get saved just for that. Because in this life, there are heartaches, burdens. I'm not trying to get up here and act like I've got it all together and I don't have heartaches and burdens. And I have the days and I have the nights and I have the winters and I have the summers. I had the ups and I had the downs, and I try not to let it affect my decisions. I try not to let it affect my labor. I try not to let it uh, affect my, uh, uh, my, uh, my spirit. But I know this one day, for us who are saved, there will be no more winners. Isn't that good? Did that help you tonight? Well, I hope that encouraged you. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.